0: where we win right here, not on the field. Where we want to be at the end of the season starts with our mentality and our attention to detail today.
1: When they leave Penn State, a person should be able to look at them and say, that's a guy that went through that program He's special.
2: On this episode of the Unrivaled Podcast, we visit with number 70, Juice Scruggs, and number 68, Eric Wilson, ahead of Penn State's week six matchup with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Gentlemen, you currently sit at 5-0 and on the season, and if you take a step back and kind of soak that in to this point after just knocking off Indiana 24 to nothing inside Beaver Stadium, what's your biggest takeaway through five games? Juice?
1: Uh, I would say how we're just playing as a team right now. Uh, defense is holding their own like on all levels. They're playing L.A. town football. And offense we're just getting better every week and just picking up uh head of steam and special teams is always doing their thing, changing the game. I just say we just keep playing as a team and sky's the limit.
2: Now, I don't know if our fans necessarily know that we record most of these on Sundays after the game. This comes out on Thursday. So a little inside information for our our listeners there. But Juice Scrubs, that voice, man, that's that's like post-game, right? Yeah, yeah. That's legit. So he's got a little little raspy voice. Yeah, yeah, all that. You got to love that. Eric, how about you through five games?
0: Yeah, I think Juice took the easy answer, uh, easy way (laughs) out on this one. Uh, It's pretty awesome coming together as a team. Uh, I think the biggest thing is I've never been a – Part of a team, honestly, this tight knit uh, throughout all units. So, like Juice was saying, uh, the defense uh, never gets down on us uh, if things aren't going right for us, and we're never thinking bad things about the defense or complaining when things. I mean, they haven't done anything wrong yet, uh, but if they do, you know they they know we got their back, and special teams knows that uh, we're all coming together to make it happen. Uh, but I think that's the biggest thing is that there's so much support on this team uh, that it's pretty awesome to be a part of. What
2: makes this team such a tight knit? group of guys
0: well I think Jews might have a better answer for this one uh but I this is my this is my first year here obviously I came in May but I think the biggest thing is from what I can tell is that they embrace everybody uh so I came in May uh and you know I already feel like I'm part of the brotherhood uh I've been asked before like how does it feel like you and the how do you and the, the other transfers get along like in in consort with the team and Honestly, I don't feel like a transfer at this point. And it doesn't feel like, all oh, the group of transfers and then, like, the group of other guys. It just feels like all uh, one Penn State football team.
1: Yeah, I agree with Rick said. Like, the brotherhood is tight as it's ever been. And it's just everybody, like, you see, like, DBs hanging out with specialists. You see O-line man hanging out with, like, the linebackers. Like, it's just a whole bunch of, like, things you didn't we didn't see and I didn't see in the past years that is just making us – a team that we're coming to be
2: you know everybody around the country from the media standpoint's like oh what's the secret ingredient going on up in happy valley the tight-knit group of guys but like at the end of the day what is the secret sauce to have those relationships across all position groups
1: uh i just feel like there's no secret sauce to be honest it's just uh we put in the work and all season together we went through the grind you know blood sweat tears all that in the off season, and that just makes you closer when you go through adversity and you overcome it you just become closer and I think that's what's happened
0: that state secret sauce is blood sweat and tears oh uh, I like yeah. that my juice shrugs yeah uh, <laughs> on that point though the the shared suffering uh of going through you know I've seen some media stuff like the players asked for like the hardest off season ever and uh, you know, I didn't know that when I came in in May, uh, but I figured out why it was so hard now. Uh, that, was, that was some brutal summer workouts, but, you know, it, it got us right, and it got us uh, uh fighting through things as a family.
2: At what point did you, when you were going through that process of getting here on campus, going through those workouts, having not played the game of football, obviously, at this type of level, at what point did you realize, ooh, this might be a little bit different now?
0: Yeah, I'd say week one. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Week one, when I was dying out there on the field, and I'm like, hey, does it does it ever, like, tone down a little bit, like, towards the end, like, when we get to closer to the season, guys are like, yeah, usually. Uh, and then we get closer to season, we start doing campus runs and running everywhere. I'm like, all right, yeah, we're just, uh, we're, we're going to be in shape this year. Yeah.
2: For those that don't know, uh, Eric Wilson's a transfer from Harvard, and you, Harvard, did not have a, a football season during everything going on with COVID. What were you doing at this point last year?
0: Uh, I think at this point last year, I was in Nashville watching college football on the weekend. So my roommates and I, uh, my teammates and I, we weren't allowed on campus uh, for the fall semester at Harvard. So we wanted to have our senior year living together at least. So we found an Airbnb's. Uh, We lived in Bethany Beach, Delaware for a month. So got that last uh, month of summer in September, like taking my first day classes on the beach and then uh, moved to Nashville for the month of October, uh, late September. Uh, and that's where I was watching college football games, watching uh, Penn State, watching other schools that, like, I was being recruited by uh, and just really missing out on everything. It was it was sad. Like, some people could think, oh, that's pretty awesome. Like, you just get the semester to in Nashville, but I was pretty miserable, uh, to be honest, just watching people play football uh, and get to experience, you know, going through things as a team again when I hadn't had it in a year. And now it's been two years since – uh, I last played at Harvard, and I, it's, I'm so thankful to be part of a team again.
2: So when you flipped on the TV and you saw Penn State playing a game, I'm assuming it was a couple of games deep at this point in the season, if we're reflecting back to a true calendar year, d- did you take extra note of what was going on in Happy Valley?
0: Well, th- to be honest, I hadn't uh, really been talking to any coaches here uh, because the season was just starting, actually, because the Big Ten started late. So it was actually the first game I watched when I was in Nashville was uh, the Indiana-Penn State game. Uh, which I, we're not talking about last year, but that was that was crazy. I remember sitting down with my roommates, like, what is going on? Uh, and it was just uh, like it, it's so surreal to now be a part of that. And like looking back a year, like I was watching that game with my friends, and now I'm playing in that game with my friends. So it's different.
2: Juice flipping sides to you, your story is well documented. Everybody knows pretty much what you went through on the on the grand scale of things. That pays close attention to Penn State football. For, so for you. Five and mark through 2021 at this point in time, having all that in the back of your mind, how much do you embrace and reflect on those things that you went through as you take the field on a Saturday this year?
1: Uh, yeah, it definitely goes through my head. You know, it made me who I am today. You know, you go through everybody goes through something, and you, it just builds character to be honest. And um, when I'm out there, it just I just use it as motivation for real. And looking back on where I was at and what I was going through and to where I'm at now and playing in front of 107,000, it's just unbelievable. It's just uh, all thanks to God.
2: We're going to take a hard right turn right now. And we don't talk about this stuff often, but for those that uh, we obviously can't see right now, but Juice, you got some tattoos on your your right-hand side there. What are they?
1: Uh, So I got uh, in my inner forearm, I got a family tree with all my family members' names on it. And it says for my family. And then uh on my outside forearm, I got head strong. And that's my brother. He's uh paralyzed in a wheelchair. So that, that's dedicated for him. And then I got F and B right here, uh like in the middle of my arm. And that's forever my brothers. That's uh like back home. Uh all the boys I went to school with, it's like a group a group of six of us. We all got it tatted on us. So it's like a brotherhood back home. And then I got the man himself, Jesus Christ. Uh, portrait right here on my upper shoulder
2: planning on getting more of them or just oh yeah I'm, uh,
1: I'm gonna have I just wait though I'm gonna be patient <laughs> right now but when I find the right artist I'm gonna get all this done
0: I heard he's modeling it after Nick Dawkins uh, yeah that's
1: what I'm trying to be like the goat number 66 Nick Dawkins
2: whoa, whoa, whoa like from why
1: uh, man it's just he whatever he does man he does everything right he's just he's the standard just trying to be like him
2: so he got a bunch of tattoos too
1: oh Nick Dawkins got two full sleeves
2: What's on his sleeves?
1: Oh, he got he got everything. Portraits, pictures, all that. I'm trying to be like him. That's
2: cool. That's pretty cool. All right, Eric, uh, when we were talking before we started recording this episode of the podcast, we, we sit down and we say, what do you guys want to talk about besides football? So let's go away from football. And now we're going to go into your background a little bit. That includes some music. Fill us in with what that is.
0: Yeah, I'll try to focus as Juice laughs right next to me. Uh, yeah, but I grew up, uh, my family was, my mom, not my dad, uh, was really musical growing up. She played the organ, uh, and she was a good singer, really good singer, and she sang in like uh, the Notre Dame choir when she went to school there. Uh, and so I grew up, and I was always singing, uh, and they got me into instruments early, so I played uh, some piano, some guitar, and then uh, saxophone all through high school, so saxophone was my main instrument, and then uh, in about third grade, I joined uh, the Minnesota Boy Choir. Uh, so shout out, uh, Minnesota Boy Choir. It's a boy choir, all boys, uh, no electronics, like the most classic boy choir. Like when I say boy choir, like you, you're probably thinking like, oh, it's probably not that serious. Like it, this was legit. Like we got uniforms. We're traveling the world. Uh, so, I mean, I, I sang uh, tours every year. Like, so we went to the Vatican, uh, Sagrada Familia in Spain. Uh, went to France. Uh, Sheet. Yeah, kind of crazy. So That's you like time. Michael Jackson? Maybe,
1: maybe. Oh, yeah, Michael yeah. Jackson.
0: Yeah, I got, I got some dance moves too.
1: You was on that type level, huh? <laughs>
0: yes, sir. Yeah. No, so that, that, that really, I think, uh, formed a big part of who I am. Uh, and like some people don't always see the connection to sports, but uh, in a weird way, like it, it really does connect to the offensive line, because like you got to do your part. Uh, n- you don't have – there's there's one solo to go around in a choir, and this choir has, like, 65 people. So if you're not doing your part, then, like, what are you doing if you don't have the solo? And, like, that's kind of what offensive line play is. Like, you got to do your part uh, so that the whole unit can go uh, so that our quarterbacks and our running backs can be the solo artists and uh, make things happen. Did you have a solo? Yeah, I had some solo.
1: Have we ever heard the solo? No, I never heard it. I'm, I'm trying
0: to hear it. I feel, like that's some- a little-
2: I feel like that's something you can't forget. Was it singing?
0: Yeah, it was singing.
1: Can you give us a little we,
0: demonstration? We about to do this right now? This is what, I just really, God, is, I feel like this is the third time <laughs> I've been asked to sing in a Penn State football. So let's We're doing it, doing it right now? We're doing it. As I went down to the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall bear the sorry crown, good Lord, show me the way oh brothers let's go down let's go down come on down oh brothers let's go down down to the river to pray there you go yes yeah. sir
1: yes sir yeah. my boy need a deal look at that need a deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, that's not what i expected coming up after that win last night yeah
2: do, do you still like sing for fun every day
0: uh, well, so I, I want to say I sing in the shower, I'm a big shower singer. Uh,
2: Put on those concerts in the shower. Yeah, a little yeah.
0: bit. Uh, but then when I go back home, uh, uh, when I go back home and there's concerts going on w- with the boy choirs having concerts, like I go and alumni are always asked to come up uh, and sing a song at the end, like our, our blessing that we sing every year. So it's pretty good.
2: You're a Minnesota boy, right? Yep. I'm a Minnesota boy. For real? Juice, that I'm game. Ohio. Okay, so here's a, here's a controversial hot take. Mm hmm. That game you played as a kid, don't answer this, Eric. Duck, duck, what comes next? Duck, duck, goose. Mm, Now if I ask you that question, what comes next?
0: Duck, duck, gray duck. Boom. Boom. Gray duck. Boom. Gray duck. Why not goose? Because goose is wrong.
1: Yeah. Is that what y'all say in Minnesota? Duck, 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 gray gray duck. duck? I'm going to pull up a map right now for you. It's
2: literally the only state that plays duck, duck, gray duck. No idea why.
1: Duck. Yeah, I'm about to say it, because I, I was in Ohio, and then I went to Erie, PA, and they said Duck, Duck, Goose, too.
0: See, so yeah, that must be like that.
2: There it is. Have you ever seen that?
1: No, I've never seen that. Duck, Duck, Gray Duck map.
0: It's actually just a map of elite states versus not elite exactly. states. Exactly. And it's just, uh, there's one very clear winner.
1: Gray Duck.
2: Gray duck. So you, <laughs> Gray Duck. That was a hard left turn there. All right, go back to the music side of things. You played instruments, too?
0: Yeah, I Two time all conference band member uh, coming out of the Metro West Conference in Minneapolis. Absolutely. Saxophone. Uh, I was in the pep band, the jazz band, uh, and the concert band uh, just playing with my boys. Did my you have dad. scholarships? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> Get out of here. No. no you I said was. two time all conference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, they got to give it to somebody. <laughs>
2: How did you balance the two, like music and then sports?
0: I gotta be honest, uh, I I didn't have that great of a social life <laughs> in high school. But I did a lot of sports too. I played basketball through my sophomore year. Um, Score a few points here and there. You a big man, I, big man, grab grab the boards, juice. Big man, yeah, you guys you haven't got, seen hey, it. Hey,
1: you got five fouls. You better use them. Yep,
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, track and field, uh, big shot, put discus guy. But so like, honestly, my mornings were like my Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I would. Leave my house at 5. I uh, to go lift at 5.30. Um, Talking a.m., right? Yeah, 5.30 a.m., get done at 7.30. School starts at 8. Uh, school from 8 until 3. Then, like, football practice, like, uh, or, or track practice from 3.30 to 5.30. And then I go – I got to do my homework at school, and then I have to drive to 40 minutes to St. Paul for choir practice at 7. And then choir practice from 7 to 9.00. And then I drive an hour home at nine. So then I would get back to my house at like ten.
1: So you were, you was just preparing for college. That's all that was.
0: I, I mean, I, people say like, what's the what's the hardest part about? What was the hardest part about horror? I said high school. <laughs> <laughs> that's true though, that's facts. <laughs> yeah, because that I got to, I got to call. They were like, oh, I was like, oh, I don't have I don't have choir practice. Like, yeah, we're good.
2: So, like, I'm curious what your guys' take is on this, because so many people around the country and and around the world really are like, oh, you should focus on one sport now. You should focus on football. You should focus on baseball, basketball, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But, Eric, you being a guy that played multiple different sports, traveled at 7 p.m. to go make sure that you could be a part of something other than sports. Why is it important for some younger kids that are listening to this to continue to do more than just one thing?
0: uh I feel like you can get burned out from things pretty easily uh and like specifically f- football like I cannot play offensive line I could not have i don't think I'd be playing offensive line right now if I played offensive line from fourth grade to senior high school year round uh that would get that my body my body wouldn't be like in the half decent shape it is uh right now but also I think you learn things physiologically like doing other sports uh you learn like positioning and basketball you learn like how to guard people like if you're guarding a, a quick guy on the perimeter, like it might help with one-on-one pass rush. If you're uh, throwing a shot put or a discus, it might help you learn how to use your hips a little bit uh, in the run game. And I think that helps a lot. Uh, but then also just kind of diversifying so that you're not always thinking about, again, I, it just goes back to burning out to me. Um, I've seen, I had a lot of friends burn out. You know, hockey in Minnesota is so big. Like you get friends that burn out because they play so much hockey all the time and just kind of kills their bodies and kills their spirit for it. But, and I don't have that with football, problem with football.
1: Yeah, I agree with Rick. Uh like what he said, like a lot of uh, other sports translate to football. And like I agree with that, but me personally, I was uh only played football in high school. I was strictly focused on football. And it had to do with some I had some injuries. Like I used to play basketball and I kept getting hurt every year, every year, every year. So I'm like, yeah, when I get like, to high school, like I know I'm not about to have no future in basketball. So I'm like I'm just gonna focus on football, get in the weight room in the off season. You, you weren't you weren't quick enough. Oh, in basketball? Yeah. Oh no, I was quick enough. Oh, okay. I was know. quick enough. My defense. I was a defensive guy, but I could score offense too. Post game. Five
0: fouls.
1: Five fouls. No, no, no. I wasn't that type of guy. I fouls. I wasn't that type of guy. I'm a guy you need on the court. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I got you. I was like Shaq before Shaq was Shaq. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no dunking, no. No dunking. I was too. I was too little to dunk. But the post game, I was like that.
2: Who wins in a post battle right now between the two of you one on one?
1: He got to he got to guard me. He can't stop me. <laughs> but like you know, what I'm saying I feel like I can stop
2: him. He, he, See, I feel he, like, <laughs> like I feel like Juice has got like like I'm you're, you're like, just I, a man down I there.
1: Used to be, I'm slippery. I used to be nice at basketball before I start playing.
0: I'm slippery. Slippery. I'm slippery. Hook shot.
1: Hey, you might score a couple, but I'm gonna score more. That's
0: oh, okay. You we, stop might, me. we might have to sell this. In the office. I feel like Eric's to. gonna we be. The,
2: to. I feel like Eric's gonna be the guy that tries to draw a charge down there
1: too. He would, Yeah, and
0: they're gonna call it, and it'll be my ball.
1: See, well, that's what I, why, where we come from. Playing one on one, ain't no charges, none of that, man. Play straight up. Okay.
2: Let's end on this question. We've got to ask it. Hardest class you ever took at Harvard was what?
1: Oh God.
0: Um, because
2: you graduated on Zoom, didn't you?
0: I did. I did graduate on Zoom. Uh, I actually graduated on Zoom while I was at Penn State. That was when I had my graduation when I didn't know anybody here. I was alone in my room at the retreat and I was pretty sad. Uh, It's kind of a miserable graduation. (laughs) You just had
2: like you literally just sat there on Zoom and somebody I'm assuming it was like a TED talk.
0: Yeah and I came out. um, I I came it was uh, Jeremy Lin was our class day speaker. Uh, Gave a really good speech. Uh, It was awesome but then I just came out of my room and my roommates were like, what are you doing? Mike Moran was like, oh, what are you doing there? I was like, I just graduated college.
1: <laughs> hey, wait, wait, you said Jeremy Lynn, the basketball player? The Harvard grad. Oh, he went to Harvard? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Harvard produces athletes. I guess so. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm standing next to one of the greatest Harvard athletes in our generation. Oh, God.
0: No, but the uh, you going back to the, the most the most important part of the school. Uh I think the hardest class – I don't know. You could. I took uh, multivariable calculus my freshman year. Um, that kind of got my mind thinking that math wasn't uh, exactly what I want. I thought I want to be a math major. Um, it was hard. Uh, it showed me that, like you know, I, I like different areas. And then I switched. Uh, took a lot of psych courses and uh, majored in psych and uh, worked in a social psych lab for three years. His name's Dan Gilbert. He's a he's the goat. He's the best psychologist ever. Uh, uh, he's got some good TED talks I promote publicly. And then um the hard the harder class I took a philosophy class called Economic Justice, which is about like the philosophy of like capitalism, socialism, uh, libertarianism. So that was really got me thinking like reading old uh old philosophy. Uh just that 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 was a that was a mind bender. Yeah. Yeah, you and me know. both, brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on the Unrivaled Podcast and good luck the rest of the way. Yes, sir, appreciate
1: you. Appreciate it.